Hello, and welcome to episode three of Mans Who Play Mons. If you've made it this far, let me just say I'm impressed. Uh, I am your red player, Ilya. And I am the guy in blue, Matt. Uh, and so today we have for you uh, a Pokemon battle, as always. Uh, so I'll start by uh, listing out my team. So uh, I have a level 74 uh, Fiero as my starting Pokemon. Um, this is a normal flying type Pokemon. Um, I have a level 74 Flareon, that's a fire type. Uh, a level 68 Jolteon, that's an electric type. Uh, a level 74 Venusaur, that's grass poison. A level 99 Weedle, which is uh, bug poison. And a level 88 Ditto, which is a normal type Pokemon. Um, so, Looking at this team, uh, my initial thoughts are <laughs> that I'm in trouble. Um, basically, uh, Weedle is is uh, pretty much guaranteed to be dead weight. Um, even at level 99, it, it's clearly ineffectual. Um, so, you know, Matt and I have played on this uh, this main Pokemon Showdown server for quite a while, and uh, one of the things that really got to irking me as we continue to play is that like. The Pokemon are slotted into these tiers, and so like there's like level 74 tier, and there's like level 68 tier, and so on. But the, the tiers don't always make a whole lot of sense. So like Weedle being level 99 is still not really good enough for Weedle to really ever be useful in the battle. Yeah, but um, what are they gonna do? What? Well, what they could do is they could make you know, uh, you know, the non Weedle and Caterpie and Kakuna and Meta uh, Metapod. Pokemon, they can make them a lot lower level, right? So, like, they can make the le the next tier after 99 be, like, level 50 or something, you know? Yeah, then you get into, like, some of the things not learning all their moves, though, and that's kind of shitty. Eh, I don't know. I think I think there's a better world than the one that we're in. That's all I'm saying. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so, so Weedle is, is bad news. Uh, you know, Weedle is uh, one of these one of these four Pokemon I listed that are... Uh, Magikarp's kind of up there, too, that are just basically completely ineffective, uh, mainly because they don't learn any useful moves. Um, so Weedle is one of these Pokemon that you just kind of find early on in the game, and it's just there to evolve very quickly into a marginally more useful Pokemon, uh, being Beedrill. Um, and Beedrill can actually learn some moves, but Weedle just knows Poison, uh, Sting, and String Shot. And so... Really, can, can you just... Is, did we decide to make this a Weedle podcast? Listen, I have a lot of feelings about Weedles, and it's I'm just—I just, sponsoring us. I just needed to—I just need to vent a little bit, a I tiny need you bit. To talk less about Weedle. Okay, I'm sorry. It's anyway, it's not gonna work if if you're gonna talk this much about Weedle every time the word Weedle comes up. Okay, all right. Look, so let me tell you about Caterpie, Matt. <sighs> okay, no. So, uh, and finally, uh, Ditto is also fairly ineffectual, um, even at level 88. You know, it loses a turn transforming to a Pokemon, and the enemy is able to, like, you know, they'll, they'll know that you're going to transform so they can choose their worst Pokemon for you to transform into, and so it's generally also a problem. So I was not too excited about going to this battle with this team. Yeah, that is a pretty crappy team. <laughs> um, before we go into my team, I just have to say, you introduced yourself as, as the red player. <laughs> Do you really still prefer red? 
I mean, look, it's got a sweet-ass Charizard on the cover. Like, <laughs> what more do you need, honestly? Uh, how about Meowth and uh, uh, Sandshrew? Do, do we want to talk a little bit about the uh, what we've been talking no, about let's, here? Let's not. Let's okay. not. I well, just have just... to call you out on being a ignoramus about the about your preferred preferred version. So just to add a little bit of context, you know, the 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 initial versions of Pokemon that came out in the U.S. were red and blue, and uh, they had different cover art, and they had uh, certain Pokemon that were exclusive to one or the other, or appeared more often in one or the other. And uh, it's it's pretty much. Uh, clear if you are the kind of nerd who knows a lot about Pokemon that the blue version has better Pokemon but uh, I was all about the red version just because of the sweet Charizard on the cover okay um, <laughs> let's, let's just go into my team yep um, so I had a Starmie level uh, 68 uh, pretty good guy an Electabuzz at level 74 uh, electric type, uh, fairly blah. Onyx, uh, 74. Uh, the worst rock round type, but you know what? A rock round type is a rock round type. Uh, Dugong at level 74. Uh, your classic, uh, Ilya's basic water Pokemon. Uh, Snorlax at level 68. Uh, this Snorlax was sort of the offense, uh, offensively oriented Snorlax has, doesn't have amnesia, just has a bunch of uh, attacking moves of various stripes. And then I had a Mankey at level 88. Uh, I thought this team was kind of interesting. It looked a lot like a fairly standard competitive um, uh, first generation team, except some of the Pokemon were swapped out for sort of worse versions. And then also there was a Mankey sort of thrown in at the end. So uh, I was having a sort of a different reaction than I'm sure Ilya was having. I uh, I kind of liked this team. All right, uh, fair enough. I mean, it, it sounds like a pretty decent uh, team. Uh, so moving into the first turn of the game. Uh, so I see my Firo up against Matt Starmie. Um, now Starmie is a Pokemon which can learn both uh, Thunder Wave and Thunderbolt both of which I am pretty worried about for my Firo. So my first thought is, well, what can I bring in that would actually be pretty effective against the Starmie? Um, and I decided to bring out the obvious choice, which was Jolteon, since uh, Electric is good against water. So I saw Ilya's Firo and figured, you know what, I'm just going to wall this thing right away uh, with, with Onyx, uh, because Firo can only really learn... Uh, fighting a normal fight, no, not fighting, sorry, flying <laughs> normal type moves. Uh, and Onyx is going to resist both of those. Uh, the fact that uh, Ilya was sent out Jolteon was just a little extra bonus. Yeah, so if we come to the second turn here, I get the very unpleasant surprise that uh, Matt seems to have uh, psychically determined that I was sending out an electric type and uh, sent out Onyx in response to that. Uh, and yeah, that was not good, because the Jolteon couldn't really do anything against the Onyx, so I had to immediately switch out again. Uh, thinking about how to deal with the Onyx, uh, the Firo was also not really an option. Um, really, the only good option I had was Venusaur. Uh, of course, grass is effective against uh, ground, so that was my switch. I knew Ilya was going to switch. Uh, 
actually had hacked the battle server and was running a packet <laughs> sniff on it so I could tell exactly what he was doing. No, you son of a bitch. Yeah, well, I just figured, you know, his Jolteon wasn't going to be able to do anything either. So um, I wasn't going to use Earthquake because that's, you know, an invitation to send out a flying type. Um, but at the same time, he wasn't going to send out Firo because that would just bring him back to where he was before. So I didn't want to use Rock Slide either because that's inaccurate and uh, quite a few things resist it. So I just went with the old standby, a body slam, not really hoping to do a ton of damage because Onyx is pretty weak in the attack department. Uh, but, you know, that 30% paralysis chance really is what makes body slam a great move. And I was I was gunned for that paralysis. All right. Uh, and so if we have a look at the next turn, uh, I sent out my Venusaur. Uh, the Onyx used body slam, dealing only 13% damage to the Venusaur. Uh, and it did not get the uh, paralysis off. Um, so at this point, for me, the big question was whether to, uh, basically the big question is whether to try to, uh, you know, take out the Onyx with Razor Leaf, which would take down one hit pretty much guaranteed, um, or whether I should try to use Sleep Powder. Um, so I was, like, almost completely confident that Matt was not going to keep the Onyx in because, you know, it would get one shot by a Razor Leaf. Um, and, you know, when thinking about what he was going to do next. I figured he would probably anticipate that I was going to be using Sleep Powder, and so he'd probably be sending out the Pokemon that he wanted me to put to sleep most from his team. But, you know, even though it's not ideal to have the opponent's worst Pokemon put to sleep, it's still not terrible, and I didn't really see a better move there, so I went ahead with the uh, Sleep Powder. I knew I was going to switch out, but I really hemmed and hawed about uh, who to switch to. Um... I figured I figured Mankey was the was the guy to have put to sleep, even though he's at a high level. Um, I figured that Snorlax was going to be a more useful uh, physical attacker. I also thought there was a chance that uh, that that you might just uh, Razor Leaf instead. I wanted to do someone who was uh, who was faster and could get a get a hit on him if either uh, if he, either he ended up attacking or if. Uh, um, or if the uh, sleep powder ended up missing. And so indeed, if we go to the next turn, uh, the Mankey gets sent out, and sleep powder, unfortunately for me, misses. Uh, sleep powder only has a 75% accuracy, so it's not too rare that it misses. Uh, looking at this Mankey now, I'm thinking, well, um, you know, not ideal that sleep powder missed, but Venusaur is a fairly tanky Pokemon. It can take a couple of hits, and... Um, you know, I'm still probably best off just putting this Mankey to sleep. Uh, I'm not going to, like, one-shot it with a Razor Leaf or anything. So I went ahead and tried to use Sleep Powder again. I was really happy. All my every, all the plans were coming together. I had a I had a fast guy out who was going to get a hit on this thing if the Sleep Powder missed. So I figured I would use Body Slam uh, because it was uh, the... I think it was the only thing in this moveset that uh, Venusaur wasn't going to resist. Well, I had Mega Kick too, but I really just saved that for gimmicks. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I want to use that Body Slam and uh, potentially get that Paralysis. Yeah, I think uh, Body Slam was definitely the right move on your part, but I will say that I have a very, very big soft spot for Mega Kick, and it's definitely one of my favorite Pokemon moves. It's it's pretty grand. It's pretty grand. Um, and so if we look at this next turn, uh, the Mankey used uh, Body Slam, dealing 24% damage to my Venusaur, leaving it at 64% uh, HP, and uh, the Venusaur got paralyzed. And then 
I was not able to even attempt my sleep powder because uh, the 25% paralysis chance kicked in and I was unable to move. Um, so at this point I'm thinking, well, uh, things are looking worse and worse for my Venusaur. I never had high, high hopes for this battle anyway, but um, it's certainly not going well by any metric. Uh, but I just need to go ahead and keep on trying to put this friggin' Mankey to sleep. So that's what I did. I figured just wail away with Body Slam. Um, wasn't really looking to, uh, you know, I sort of figured if I could finish it off with a Mega Kick, I would use Mega Kick. But at this point, I wanted to sort of chip away at it rather than go for the big, uh, uh, the big flourish. So Body Slam again. All right, and going to the next turn, the Mankey used Body Slam, dealing 27% uh, damage to the Venusaur, bringing it down at 37%. And this time, finally, the Venusaur successfully used Sleep Powder, putting the Mankey to sleep. Uh, so at this point, I'm thinking, well, uh, great, his Mankey's asleep. Uh, not sure what he's going to bring out next, but based on what I've seen so far from his team, uh, he has a Water type and a Rock Ground type, both of which are weak against uh, Grass. And if he keeps his Mankey in for some reason, like if he thinks I'm going to be trying to, you know, I don't know, attack Double him. Double powder? <laughs> Double powder or something, yeah. Uh, then Razor Leaf would be fantastic against the Mankey as well, because Mankey has a low special. So Razor Leaf felt like the move to me. Yeah, I, I just wanted to get Mankey out of there. Um, because basically I didn't really have someone who was going to resist Venusaur. So I just wanted to send out someone who was not going to be overly injured. And I had Snorlax, and you know Snorlax is slow, but that, you know, in that it in that case it doesn't really matter that much about the paralysis. Yeah, the chance of not moving sucks, but the you know you're you're not going to really end up. Uh, you know, you're still going to end. Snorlax is going to be slow to begin with. Uh, so I figured it was time to put in Snorlax and uh, finish this guy off. Yeah, and for the record, this Venusaur did not have uh, double powder. Its moveset was. Uh... Razor Leaf, Hyper Beam, Sleep Powder, and Body Slam. Yeah, I've noticed in this simulator they don't tend to do they don't tend to do double powder a lot on on Venusaurs I've found, and sometimes they don't even put Sleep Powder on them, which is uh, a little seems weird. bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> seems very strange to have a uh, any Pokemon that can learn Sleep Powder not having Sleep Powder on it, just because it's such a useful move. Um, yeah. Well, so uh, moving on to the next turn, uh, Matt sent out the Snorlax. Uh, the Venusaur used Razor Leaf, it got a critical hit, so Razor Leaf is one of these moves that has a high crit chance, which means, um, I believe it means that its crit chance is multiplied by four. Uh, in, in practice, that means with like a normally, you know, a, no a normal speed Pokemon like Venusaur, it'll crit almost all the time. Uh, and so that dealt only 35% health uh, to the Snorlax. Um, the Snorlax, despite being lower level uh, than my Venusaur, uh, it's extremely tanky and so it was just able to take uh, that hit quite uh, easily so if you're a big nerd uh remember it's any pokemon with a base uh speed of over 64 and if you're not a big nerd that all meant nothing to you so you know you can just uh, uh you can just skip that part on the other hand if you're not a big nerd why are you listening to this podcast uh you know maybe you're trying to learn a new skill a new skill? Okay. Um, yeah, hmm, interesting. It's a very useful skill. Uh, I mean, hmm, all right, let's, let's, let's leave that alone. Um, so, moving on to the next turn, uh, I did not feel great about the Snorlax. Um, I felt like I was probably going to die next turn, but uh, even though Razor Leaf only did, uh, you know, 
what was it, 35% damage to the Snorlax. axe. I didn't really have any better options against it, so I just went ahead and tried the race leaf again. I wasn't sure if a body slam was going to finish this thing off, and I had hyper beam too, so I figured I would just hyper beam. And indeed, uh, his Snorlax used hyper beam. It moved first because my Venusaur was paralyzed. Uh, the Venusaur lost the rest of its health and fainted. Um, of course, a hyper beam coming from a Snorlax, uh, you know, it has stabs since it's a normal type. It's a very powerful move. I think um, it's one of the most powerful physical attacks in the game that doesn't kill you. Yeah, a Snorlax hyper beam, I could see that, yeah. Um, so at this point, uh, again, my team is, is not in good shape, uh, and I'm up against a Snorlax. Uh, Snorlaxes are, like, fairly uh, scary Pokemon. Um, but uh, I actually figured this was a decent chance to bring out my Ditto. So my Ditto was level 60, uh, sorry, it was level 88, and his Snorlax was level, six, uh, level 68. And so, you know, uh, even though you lose a turn transforming with a Ditto, uh, if you have that big of a level gap between the two Pokemon, you still get a pretty good advantage. Um, and, you know, looking at the other Pokemon of Mass that I've seen so far, they're all also lower level than my Ditto, except for a Sleeping Mankey. So, like, Based on what I've seen so far, the Ditto seemed like a pretty safe bet. Um, also, as a bonus, it was uh, faster than the Snorlax, so I could get out the Transform before the Snorlax would do anything. Uh, so I switched into Ditto, and uh, subsequently I went ahead and used Transform. I was kind of scared of this. I didn't want to have to deal with a level 88 uh, Snorlax, so I just figured I want to just take this thing out pretty quick. I was feeling pretty good about this battle and felt like Snorlax had really had really done his work, which was to take out this kind of scary uh, scary Venusaur. I wasn't too worried about the, you know, all these other Pokemon that I knew of because Onyx would wall both of them. So I decided that I would self-destruct basically right away, even though I was at pretty, uh, pretty high health. Just figured Ilya would transform, I would blow up, I would probably do the vast majority of, of damage, and then I could send in something faster and then just take out the remaining uh, life that the uh, Ditto transformed into Snorlax had, and then just not have to worry about this uh, uh, this scary level 88 Snorlax uh, potentially getting any attacks on my team. And so if we move to the next uh, turn, my Ditto used Transform, uh, transformed into Snorlax, and then the Snorlax used Self-Destruct, and my Ditto took 90% of its health as damage, leaving it at 10%. So I found this maybe a little bit surprising at the time, but uh, maybe not that surprising. And certainly, given everything that you've said about that choice, like it definitely seems like a reasonable choice. I'd agree that uh, a level, you know, um, 88 Snorlax is fairly scary. Although uh, it is the case that the health is still not carried over from the Transform Pokemon. Is that right? Right. That's that's true. But I was I was more afraid about this than getting getting some powerful attacks in, you know, potentially self-destructing and taking out taking out one of my guys. Yeah. Um, which is just, you know, it's it's just kind of humiliating when a ditto takes out takes out one of your guys, no matter no matter who it transforms into really. So it was also to sort of save face. To be fair though, like effectively my ditto did take out your Snorlax because you self-destructed. Yeah, but that was my choice. Okay. Okay, I guess that's fair. Uh, I was actually pretty happy that uh, I managed to take out the Snorlax with the Ditto. I mean, or, you know, that, that happened because I, I was fairly worried about the Snorlax. Not that I thought that I was going to win the battle anyway, um, but, you know, it, it was something. Um, 
so yeah. Uh, so who did you send out next? Uh, I sent out uh, Electabuzz. And what led you to that one? Uh, fast, and um, I figured I would be able to uh, get uh, kill the Snorlax in one turn easily, and then probably be faster than a lot of other stuff. So I could, and then potentially just get a Thunder Wave on it. All right, uh, and so seeing your Electabuzz, I'm like, well, uh, this Ditto has done its job. It's goaded a Snorlax into self-destructing. Uh, there's no point in keeping it around because it's not going to ever get a second move off, so I will just, um, you know, let the Electabuzz take me out. I think it probably must have selected self-destruct, but uh, it was pretty relevant. You gotta, man. You gotta. And so what did you use there? Uh, I used Seismic Toss to kill it. And uh, uh, not that it really matters, but uh, why Seismic Toss? Uh, Seismic Toss does, uh, does a fixed amount of damage, uh, every time it does the Pokemon's level. And I figured in the absolute remote weird chance that Ilya was going to switch, um, that's a fairly safe move to use because it's just always going to do damage. It's not, you know, nothing's going to resist it. Okay. See, my thinking was that you maybe just chose Seismic Toss because you like Seismic Toss, because I think you just enjoy Seismic Toss as like a premise of a move, but uh, I don't know. I, I find I find it more fun to have it used against me because that I, I usually will put uh put me down in all caps in the chat. <laughs> yeah, you you never get tired of saying that exact thing anytime I use that move. Yeah, usually you. like three to four times also. So all right, so uh, sure enough, uh, your Electabuzz used Seismic Toss, my Ditto fainted. Uh, now I'm thinking, all right, well, how do I deal with this Electabuzz? You know, clearly I can't bring out the Fero because it's weak to electric. Um, you know, my other options at the moment are uh, Jolteon, um, Weedle, and Flareon. Um, I think that's it, yeah. And so... From that list, I decided to go with Jolteon. I mean, you know, Jolteon's a perfectly reasonable matchup against Electabuzz, like they're both electric Pokemon. The problem is, like, because Matt has that Onyx uh, in his team that I know he has in his team, bringing out a Jolteon is not a particularly useful thing to do because most likely he will just immediately switch to Onyx and invalidate pretty much anything I'm going to do with the Jolteon. But I figured, you know, uh, might as well go with the Jolteon. Don't really see any other options here. Uh, and subsequently, I thought, all right, well, I got Jolteon out. Um, he's probably switching to Onyx. And like, in terms of the Jolteon's moveset, uh, its moves are Agility, Body Slam, Thunder Wave, and Thunderbolt. And like, the only one of those moves that will do anything against an Onyx is going to be Body Slam, because it might paralyze the Onyx. And I figured he's almost certainly not going to leave the Electabuzz in. Even if he does, Body Slam is a very reasonable move. So I went with Body Slam there. This is why I realized that we had a real horseshit team. <laughs> the fact that he's sending out the Jolteon here. Either that or just had a little spell of Matlock Wadara disease. Um, so I, you know, I switched, I switched Onyx out. All right. And sure enough, uh, the Onyx came out. Jolteon used Body Slam. It did a whopping 5% damage to the Onyx, and it did not get the Paralyze off. Um, so now I'm like, well, here's this Onyx. Uh, it's like, a, as Matt mentioned, it's like a pretty shitty Pokemon, but like, it is still a uh, ground rock type Pokemon, which I can't really deal with particularly with my team as it currently stands, right? Like, the one Pokemon that'd be pretty good at that would be a Venusaur, 
my Venus Serum is long since gone. Um, I certainly can't leave in the Jolteon. It will just get massacred. I can't bring out the Firo. It'll get massacred. And so I decided to bring out my, uh, I don't know, my secret weapon, I suppose, my level 99 Weedle, because why not? Maybe I'll get a poison off on the Onyx. Maybe I'll get its speed down a little bit. Who cares? This is why I got a sinking feeling that Ilya had some master plan. He was trying to lure out my Onyx, <laughs> uh, make me really confident that, uh, you know, that I could leave it in. And then, I don't know, he was going to have something that had like bubble beam that I, did, I wouldn't think would have bubble beam. And like he was going to bubble beam and, uh, you know, critical hit and kill my Onyx. And then his Jolteon was just going <laughs> to run roughshod over the rest of my team. So... I mean, to play it straight, what you do here is you you Earthquake, and you are super effective against Jolteon. I figured a Switch was definitely coming, so I Body Slammed. And so indeed, a Switch did come. I brought in my Weedle, Fuse Body Slam, and Weedle took 17% health. Uh, and looking at the Sonics, I'm like, well, this Weedle's useless. Maybe I'll try and poison it, because why not? So I went ahead and used Poison Sting. I figured, well... Ilya's clearly flailing at this point. He's not going <laughs> to switch another thing out, so I'm just going to rock slide and do something super effective. And so moving on to the next turn, it is uh, truly a lesson in tragedy. Uh, my Weedleese Poison Sting, it dealt 1% damage to the Onyx. Mind you, Onyx has a very low HP stat, so that 1% is just, just nothing. And then the Onyx used Rock Slide. It was super effective, and the Weedle took 45% of its health as damage. Uh, leaving it at 38%. So, uh, well, you know, um, the one thing that the Weedle has in favor of the Onyx is that it is faster than the Onyx. And I figured uh, once he faints this Weedle next turn, I'm going to want to try to take out the Onyx somehow. And looking at my options, uh, thinking about like what's going to happen after the Weedle faints, um, again, like, Jotan is straight up going to do nothing against it. Fero is straight up going to do nothing against it. But Flareon is actually not terrible. So the thing about Flareon versus Onyx is that, like, yes, uh, fire is weak to both uh, ground and rock. However, Flareon using Fire Blast, even though it's not very effective against the Onyx, uh, like, the Onyx has a very low HP stat and has a very low special stat. And... Fire Blast has a 30% chance to burn. So, like, Flareon's not a terrible choice against the Onyx. And so I figured if I want to use Flareon against the Onyx, I want to make sure the Flareon is faster than the Onyx so I can get a hit off. And um, for that reason, I went ahead and used String Shot on the Weedle. I used Rock Slide again to uh, kill that, little, that poor little bug guy. And so my Weedle used String Shot, the Onyx's speed fell. Onyx used Rock Slide, and the Weedle fainted, and subsequently I brought out my Flareon, which was now faster than the Onyx, thanks to that String Shot. Um, and so at this point I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, uh, I'm pretty much boned no matter what I do, but uh, Fire Blast is pretty much the only thing I can possibly do that helped me deal with this Onyx, so I went ahead and used Fire Blast. I was still having nightmares about something horrible happening to uh to <laughs> onyx um i was pretty afraid of of flareon for the reasons that Ilya sort of talked about like i have definitely seen a flareon uh take down 
take down an Onyx, especially if uh, it managed to le- manages to luck its way into a critical hit. Uh, on- yeah, Onyx just cannot take hits, even ones that's resistant to. And that burn against Onyx is just it's just disastrous because Onyx's attack is really nothing great to begin with. So uh, I want to save Onyx for uh, for the guys that were really going to uh, not be able to do anything to it. So I switched out Starmie figuring that a uh, Fire Blast was coming, and I liked Starmie's chances of resisting it a whole lot more. I'd also like to point out, again, uh, harping a little bit on the uh, the level scaling on the server, um, the Flareon I had was level 74. Your Onyx, also level 74. So according to this Pokemon server, a Flareon and an Onyx are two equally powerful Pokemon. Yeah, not great. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole history on like the tiers and that stuff, but this is like now Pokemon meta discussion, and I think really the less that's said about that, the better. <laughs> Fair. Um, so yeah, so your Starmie came out. My Flareon used Fire Blast, and of course, uh, Fire is not very effective against Water, and it dealt 26% damage to the Starmie, which honestly I found a little bit surprising that it even dealt that much because like Starmie is like you know, a pretty solid Pokemon with, like, a good special stat. But, uh, yep, that was that turn. Flareon uh, is good special, too, though. Yep, uh, Flareon's not a bad Pokemon. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but it has good special. <laughs> all right, fair. Um, so, you know, at this point, I, you know, again, there's nothing I can do. Like, this battle started out looking grim, and now it, it's just, like, looking grimmer and grimmer by the second. Um, but, you know, I'm like, all right, well... I definitely don't want to get surfed by this uh, Starmie um, on my Flareon. You know, I do still have a Jolteon. I'm going to go ahead and bring that out and uh, just await that inevitable Onyx switch. I figured whatever was going to happen, it would be nice if the other thing was paralyzed. So I Thunderwave. And so I sent out my Jolteon, and it got paralyzed by the Starmie. Uh, Subsequently... Uh, I'm like, all right, well, the obvious move for Matt is to switch out the Onyx, and again, the only thing I can do against the Onyx, unless I want to switch again, is uh, a Body Slam to maybe paralyze it, so I went ahead and chose Body Slam, and I figured even if he didn't switch to the Onyx, a Body Slam would be an okay play against the Sarmie. Obviously, uh, Thunderbolts would be a better play against the Sarmie, but um, I figured it was pretty likely that he was going to switch. I figured, fuck it. I'm just going to try to take out this Jolteon. I, I have actually have Hydro Pump instead of Surf. So if I get some Hydro Pumps off, I could potentially, you know, at least take this uh, take this Jolteon down to, uh, you know, probably about somewhere around half health with a Hydro Pump. So I just figured, you know what, I'm going to see if I can take this thing down, even though I am at a pretty severe type disadvantage. And then, you know what, even if I'm even if I'm not... If he kills it, whatever. Onyx will just come out again, and you know I still have uh, still have Electabuzz in reserve, and I have a whole and I have a whole other Pokemon that Ilya doesn't know about. So at this point, I'm you know I'm I'm playing it a little risky, but I just sort of figured why not. Yeah, honestly, at this point in the battle, like you could pretty much do anything and still win. <laughs> so uh, you know when I did see that you use Hydro Pump here against Pajosi, and I was like, yeah, I mean Matt can just push a random button and he'll win, so it's not a big deal. Um, I don't recall, by the way, what was your last Pokemon again? Uh, it was Dugong. Oh, that's right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, so moving on to the next turn, uh, the Sarmie used Hydro Pump, 
dealing 41% damage to the Jolteon, uh, putting it at 59%. And my Jolteon used Body Slam, which actually uh, happened to be a critical hit, dealing 34% damage to the Starmie, but not paralyzing it. And so at this point, the Starmie is at 40%. Um, so, so unlike you to expect a switch and not just uh, not just use a super effective move. I don't know, man. Like I was shocked. Maybe you were shocked, but to me, like, if there's an Onyx, like, you know, anticipating the switch to the Onyx feels, like, so obvious. Like, it's it's just like, you know, I, I just did not see myself ever using uh, Thunderbolt in that situation. All right. Um, so, oh, yeah, so at this point... I'm looking at this matchup. Um, I don't even know what I'm thinking. I'm just like, uh, you know, yeah, okay. So he's uh, he's keeping in his Starmie, I guess, because he's just going to fuck around. Uh, so I might as well go ahead and try to take it out. So I went ahead and levied that uh, Thunderbolt. Uh, I uh, I Hydra pumped, just figuring I'm going to hit I'm going to hit this guy. Okay, and so indeed you hit the guy. Uh, and in, in fact, you not only hit the guy, you crit the guy. So uh, uh, that took out my Jolteon. It fainted uh, because of the critical hit. Who knows what might have happened if that was not a crit? Uh, spoilers, I still would have lost. So I don't know, man. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so at this point, uh, I have two Pokemon left, uh, Firo and Flareon. Uh, the obvious choice against a Sarmie would be the Firo, just because the Flareon is weak to water. So uh, I went ahead and sent out the Firo, and um, figuring that, uh, you know, I just want to try and uh, faint this army if I at all can, I went ahead and used Firo's uh, kind of strongest attack here, which was Double Edge. I mean, Hyper Beam would have also been an option, but like I wasn't expecting to uh, take out in one hit. I was expecting Ilya to beam, so I used Recover, uh, so I would uh, gain enough HP that I didn't think a single beam would kill me, and uh, then would leave him on the hook uh, during the recharge turn for Hyper Beam. Uh, this is actually probably a bit of a a bit of a dick move uh, this late in a battle. That's that's kind of one-sided. Um, but you know what? I don't care. I don't care either. Like I'm not offended by you <laughs> using recover in this instance. I'm not uh, like, oh man, Matt, that asshole, or whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, so Sarmi used Recover, uh, so it recovered 50% of its HP, and my Firo used Double Edge, dealing 46% damage uh, to the Sarmi and taking a little bit of recall damage. Um, so at this point, we're in a kind of a situation where Matt can recover about half his HP every turn, and Firo can deal about half of the Sarmi's HP every turn. So like, we're in a position where like we can just kind of iterate on this uh, recover double-edge nonsense. The only thing is that uh, Hero is quite a fast Pokemon, so it has a high chance to crit. And so I figured, uh, you know, if I do manage to get a crit off, uh, it would leave me in a pretty good position. So I kept on going for the double-edge there. Yeah, I kind of figured, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let him recoil damage me, recoil damage himself um, for a bit. And then, you know, when it looked like he had uh, sort of hurt himself, I would use Blizzard. But we weren't at that point yet, so I uh, I used Recover again. All right. And so uh, moving on to this turn, I uh, used Recover. Uh, you recovered half your health. And then I used Double Edge, and it was a critical hit. 
And uh, that costs you 80% of your health, leaving you at 40% for your starting. Um, my fear also took some recoil, leaving you at 73%. Um, so my thinking at this point is, all right, so uh, if Matt was to recover again, uh, then I would need another crit from a double edge in order to you know, take out that Sarmi. But I should be able to take him out with just a normal hit from a Hyper Beam if he recovers. So I went ahead and selected Hyper Beam. Yeah, Ilya's stupid critical hit ruined my nice plan, so I figured I would just uh, I would just blizzard now, and then I could always uh, I could always bring in Electabuzz to finish off uh, finish off that annoying bird if uh, um, if the blizzard didn't kill it. All right, and so uh, moving on to the next turn, the Starmy used Blizzard, which was super effective, and it dealt 66% damage to the Feral, leaving it at 7% health, and then. The Fury is Hyperbeam, which finished off the Starbeam and fainted it. And uh, as I alluded to, Electabuzz came out next. All right. So with the Electabuzz out, uh, you know, Electabuzz is a very fast Pokemon. My Fero is almost dead. Uh, and, you know, my Fero is not going to be doing much against his team at this point, at least from what I, from what I can see. I mean, he's an Onyx. The Fero doesn't do anything against the Onyx. And uh, the Fero is just slower than the Electabuzz, so it dies to Electabuzz. So I don't think there's any there's any um, reason to switch out the Flareon right now and take the free hit um, from that. I figured I will just let him faint my uh, Fero and then take the free switch. Yeah, I just figured I would use uh, I'd use Thunderbolt because it would be super effective, which would be overkill, but there's really not a whole lot of advantage to using anything else. Yep, and so uh, he used Thunderbolt and my Fero fainted, and I sent out my final Pokemon, Flareon. Uh, so, yeah, um, here, uh, against the Selectabuzz, I guess I was thinking, well, like, it, again, it doesn't really matter what I do, there's not really any way for me to win this, but, uh, you know, Electabuzz is a Pokemon with a high special, um, I think the best shot I have at ending up in a decent spot against it would be to buy slam so that I could potentially paralyze it. Uh, so that's why I selected. I want to paralyze uh, the Flareon. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I was still really scared of it. <laughs> like, I just wanted to be slow and kind of uh, potentially not able to move. I, I I did not want to take any risks, so I uh, I thunderwaved it. Considering you don't want to take any risks, I guess it's funny to me that you were like playing real cavalier with your uh, Starmie earlier there. I guess my Jolteon. Well, I just looked at my team again and was like, what's you know the worst case scenario looks pretty bad for me. You know, it's like. I could just I could just see this going bad again. It's like my my mood during any of these battles just tends to vacillate a lot. So, <laughs> you know, I just at this point I was like Flareon's back out. I'm a little scared of Flareon. Let's just not let's just be a little careful here. Yeah, I guess this is probably some interesting insight into our battles because like I feel like oftentimes during our battles your choice of like action seems arbitrary <laughs> to me sometimes and like I think it's uh, it's a little bit more clear if you are like going through all of these like emotional like roller coasters and like 
you know, feeling in all these different situations and, and so on that like you'd be kind of like acting differently at different times during a battle. Yeah, oh yeah, it must be really weird to interact with someone with feelings. Yeah, I've never really understood feelings. Like yeah, those things no. to me, like nah, not 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 my thing. Yeah, well, you know what? It's uh, it's helped you be slightly better than me at Pokemon. So worth it's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. All right. What um, happened next? What happened next was that your used Thunder Wave, which paralyzed my Flareon. My Flareon is Body Slam. It was a critical hit. Uh, and your Electabuzz took a whopping 61% of its health as damage. Flareon actually has quite a high attack stat, so not too surprising. Uh, so, however, it did not get paralyzed, uh, so that left your Electabuzz at 39% health. Um, and so at this point, I'm thinking, well, uh, let's try and finish off this Electabuzz. Uh, and so I went ahead and selected Hyper Beam. I wasn't sure whether I was going to do more damage with uh, Thunderbolt or with uh, Seismic Toss, because Flareon Special is is pretty great. So I figured I would just do Seismic Toss. It's just such a fun move. All right. Um, well, see, there you go. Like, even though you're the one using it, you still think it's a fun move. Yeah. Well, one day I hope that you're going to respond with Put Me Down. I don't think it'll ever happen. I think you're going to be waiting for that for a long time. Okay. Well, stop. I won't hold my breath. Good. Um, so, uh, your Electabuzz used Seismic Toss. That dealt 30% uh, damage to my Flareon, leaving it at 70% uh, health. And then uh, my Flareon used Hyper Beam, which finished off your Electabuzz. Correct. And uh, I did the uh, one reasonable thing, which is to send out Onyx. To be fair, sending out Dugong would also have been reasonable. Yeah. One more reasonable thing. <laughs> okay. So uh, here we are in the classic Onyx Flareon matchup that was alluded to earlier. And, um, you know, I went ahead and used Fire Blast. As mentioned before, uh, Onyx is not great at taking hits from special moves, even if it's strong against them. And uh, Burn is very powerful against Onyx. I used Earthquake. I sure as shit was not going to blow up after the uh, premature blowing up incident of episode two. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to get that Earthquake in. I feel like you're going to get over that uh, explosion mishap very quickly. I think you're going to be back to your old ways, uh, like, tomorrow. Probably. Probably. But, you know, not there yet. Okay. So, uh, Euronix used Earthquake. Um, it was faster than my Flareon. First of all, just normally, and secondly, my Flareon was paralyzed. Um, my Flareon took a solid 59% of its health as damage, leaving it at 11%. Uh, my Flareon used Fire Blast. It was not very effective. Nevertheless, your Onyx took 49% of its health as damage. Truly not amazing stats on that Onyx. Uh, and as a bonus, it was burned. Now, at this point, I was kind of amused because I was like, wow, like if that move had, had been a critical hit, like who knows what would have happened? Like I still probably would have lost because I was left at 11% and paralyzed. So like it wouldn't actually matter what Matt's last Pokemon was, which I still hadn't seen. Um, but like I was at this point like, hmm, like this battle is actually like somewhat closer than I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, not close enough. And so at this point, uh, I went ahead and selected um, Fire Blast again, just in case, you know, a miracle happened. I figured now it was safe to blow up. Um, 
yeah, there was no way, there was no way in hell that I would not take that thing down by blowing up. So I blew up. Yeah, I mean, you could have missed, right? Right, but if if that if that happened, I deserved to lose. Well, but also you had the dugong, so it wouldn't even matter. But yeah, so Euronix used explosion. My Flareon uh, fainted, and uh, that was the end of the battle. I never even got to see your dugong. Uh, so yeah, so um, this I think is maybe more typical of the kinds of battles that Matt and I have uh, because it was fairly lopsided. So like one of the teams was like a good deal stronger than the other team or like something in the matchup happened where, you know, it just wasn't super close. And the battle mainly consisted of one person kind of flailing and, and kind of like struggling to stay above water and then ultimately you know, uh, losing. Um, and so, you know, so far in uh, selecting the battles, which Matt and I will like do podcasts about, we've literally just been selecting the battle that we just played. Like we will play one battle and then we will do a podcast about it without trying to like filter to like particularly interesting battles. And it just so happened that our first two battles that we had as the first two episodes were like extraordinarily interesting battles in That's various so ways. Lucky. We got so lucky for those first two. They were amazing battles. Yeah. And they this were one like 90th percentile battles. Yeah, definitely. And, and this one is more just like an average battle. Like this is more like what a normal battle will look like uh, in this format between me and Matt. Um, and so I think, you know, as we move forward with this podcast, we're definitely going to think about like to what extent we want our battles to be representative and to what extent we want to like single out battles which are particularly interesting. Um, for me, it's, it's, interesting to at least like give people a taste of like what uh, typical battles look like before we just kind of center in on battles that are like particularly noteworthy. Uh, it really requires us to really develop those winning personalities that are <laughs> keep you uh, entertained as uh, our explanations are just, I used powerful move and I was flailing. Yeah, basically. Um, so let's talk about our uh, team MVPs and LVPs. Uh, so I'll go first. Um, so I'll start with the least valuable Pokemon. Uh, I think this was pretty clearly Weedle for me. Uh, the Weedle did not really do anything meaningful this battle, and uh, it pretty much never does. Uh, I think the best use for a Weedle is taking a Sleep Powder. Uh, so like, if Matt was using a Sleep Move and I switched to my Weedle, then it would be a fantastic Weedle because the Weedle would just like be uh, kind of passively preventing any of my other Pokemon from being put to sleep due to those heap claws. But uh, this wheel just didn't really do anything. Um, and in terms of my most valuable Pokemon, I mean, like, you know, I, I didn't think that any of my Pokemon did particularly well, but I guess I would have to give it to Firo. Um, you know, Firo did manage to get some decent hits in. It did take out his uh, Starmie. And, uh, you know, just like even in a battle like this where you're kind of like screwed from the get-go, having like a relatively fast Pokemon with relatively high attack is generally at least somewhat useful. My MVP was uh, was Starmie for taking down that Jolteon. I was so proud. I was so <laughs> proud of the little guy uh, taking down that scary electric doggy. Um, and my LVP is Dugong because he just sat there and did nothing. <laughs> I you mean, know, was that his fault or was that, was that your fault for not bringing him out? Uh, I don't care. He's just a layabout, you know, just a layabout slacker just hiding there. Uh Runner up goes to uh, goes to Mankey for just falling asleep, but like he was filling a role. 
You know, I mean, he was, also, Yermankia didn't didn't just fall asleep. Yermankia did like a lot of damage to my Venusaur and paralyzed it. That's true. That's true. I had, I had forgotten all about that, even though this battle was probably about close to half the length of some of the other battles we've done. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that, right. might be, uh, that might be why I'm less good at this. So but I was able to pull off the victory today. Yeah, well done. Uh, you know, good game and everything. Uh, well, I'm not going to get used to this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that was our third episode. Uh, that's a little taste of a lopsided Pokemon battle. Um, you can now actually find us on a real, uh, <laughs> platform and not on something that Matt just, uh, lists arbitrarily. So, uh, yeah. I'm kind of mad because I had a couple other ones, a couple other dead, uh, internet things in reserve. And now I feel like, uh, now I feel like I can't really use them. I feel like the 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 joke is kind of not funny as it was is dead after two episodes. But uh, you know, you still kill still can find us at AOL keyword Mansu Playmonts. All right. I mean, I think it's fine to to continue on with this dumb bit of yours, uh, even if we also have a real website now. Uh, oh no, no, it'll just confuse everyone. Tell people where you can where they can really find us. So uh, you can find us at soundcloud.com slash manswhoplaymons. And uh, there is a hyphen between each of those words. So it's mans uh, hyphen who hyphen play hyphen mons. Uh, I, I did experiments with it. And in fact, if you just put in the URL without the hyphens, it, it, it does not work. So uh, SoundCloud really cares about those hyphens. It, it needs those hyphens to live. Where else can people find us? Um, they can find us at our homes, but I will not tell us where that is because uh, I do not want people invading my home to challenge me to Pokemon battles. All right, fair enough. All right, well, uh, I guess that's it for today. Uh, see you all later. All right, bye.